Hey, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're so excited about the conversations that we have for you guys, and we hope that there's a good balance of both truth and real life stories. And so, like we always say, join, join in, in on, on the, the conversation. conversation. Hey, everybody. What's going on, everybody? Oh, yeah, I got to talk in the mic. I got too yeah, excited. Yeah. I was just looking at our, our camera. Oh man, so we're like really excited about this one because it's going to be a little different than the others. Well, first of all, because season two has been all interviews with some amazing people, but... And you're just stuck with us today. Yeah. That's it. Nobody nobody cool or interesting is going to be on here this week. It's just no, boring Aubrey, old... don't be silly. Aubrey and Jordan. I am here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan is here and you're stuck with me. Oh gosh. Oh man, but like it's... Yeah. It's something that we were talking about earlier this week about um, exactly pinpointing, the, the Lord pinpointing exactly where he wanted us to go with this podcast. Because, of course, we knew we were going to speak the truth. We were going to be authentic, you know, all these different things. But that was kind of like a, a pretty wide perspective. Yeah. And so you actually were the one that came to me because um, I was feeling like something needed to be different, but I couldn't really pinpoint it. And, and you just came to me, what, a couple of days ago because you've really been praying about it, about how we need to pinpoint more um, yeah. of our topics. Yeah. Well. Maybe not our topics, well, yeah, but I, the I, topic. I would, I would say we just kind of, I, I feel like the Lord challenged me with just asking me the simple question, what, what's all this for? Mm-hmm. You have you have a bunch of podcasts out there and, and there's so many things that you can choose from in picking a podcast. And there, there's so many, you know, Bible-based ones, Christian ones, leadership ones, you know, or you could do an audio, you know, audio book or whatever. I mean, there's just so <laughs> many different things that you can do. And so it's like, okay, well, Lord, what are we supposed to do with this one? And I think that, that what the Lord was trying to say is that there's a specific group of people that we're trying to target. And and it's what what a lot of people are calling the remnant right now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not the one that decides who's in that group and who's not. But what I know is I want to draw on to the people that maybe during COVID and everything last year that they finally hit this spot where they're just, there's got to be more to my walk with Christ than this. And maybe this has only happened to somebody in the last week. I'm not saying that it had to have happened in 2020. In tw- yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that there's a lot of people out there that when when COVID hit and there was all this craziness going on, so many things were changing in the world. I know for us, just speaking for us, I just thought to myself, there has to be more to my relationship with the Lord than what I'm doing right now. And... It kind of sparked into this radical obedience thing that says, Lord, you tell me to go anywhere I'll go. You mm-hmm. tell me to do anything, I'll do it. And and it's all it's it's all for your glory and and not because because honestly, it the the Lord can take you out of your comfort zone really quick and also make it to where you don't get any credit for anything. But that's that's the point. That's what we're trying to do. And so when when we're we're talking about switching up the podcast for season two. We're talking about doing interviews with people that are doing exactly that. Yeah. People that 
are are putting it all on the line for the cause of Christ. Lord, if you say do it, I'm going to do it. And we'll let the, we're using a poker term, we'll let the chips fall where they may, but I'm following Jesus. And it's even a bit of what we talked about last week with Shanda. We said during the quarantine, we finally didn't have a choice but to slow down and stop. Mm Mm-hmm. And once we slowed down and stopped, the Lord started speaking very clearly about certain things. And he still has so clearly, like we are literally like full-time students right now. And something that happened was it was literally maybe two months where we were in quarantine. I mean, home, you couldn't even go to the gym kind of thing. Like we were at home. And whenever we knew we were going to have to go back to work, which, you know, was at a church, but we were like, it's like everything in us was like, we can't go back to the way things were like every single like cell inside of our body was just screaming. No, we can't go back to the way it was. Um, things can't even like, cause I know a lot of people are like, well, everything's going to look like normal, but it just won't be normal. Like, no, we literally couldn't go back to normal. <laughs> like there was something in us to where like, if we went back to status quo, it'd be like malfunction, malfunction. And I know there are people out there you guys that are listening, like you feel that same thing. And so with, with us communicating to you guys today, you will know if, if you're like, wow, that's exactly what I, oh my gosh. If your mind is blown by certain things that we're saying, then this podcast is for you. And even if you're listening and you're like, man, I really want that, then this podcast is for you. But if you're sitting there and you're really apathetic, like, meh. This podcast is not for you. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to be honest. Um, yeah, um, It's kind of like a Jesus situation where he like did all these miracles. And of course, everybody's following him because like who doesn't like a good miracle? And then Jesus turns around to this thousands of people and he's like, hey, you know that you're going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Well, you know, it cleaned out pretty quick. Like people were like. No, I'm all about the miracles, but I'm not about the weird stuff. I'm not about the stuff that's going to cause me to really change the way that I'm living. And and also, like, there's there's this word about the remnant. I believe, like, in the Bible, there's been a remnant um, that's kind of like a, what would you say, Aubrey, like a a pattern throughout the Bible. There is a remnant that comes out of a catastrophe, you know, like a big, um, hmm, pandemic? No, not in the Bible, but but here I believe the pandemic is kind of what pulled out the remnant right now. But in the Bible, there would be like a, some kind of catastrophe, right? Someone would come in, take over Israel. There would be this bondage, and then out would come a remnant. And um, it's this, the remnant literally, like, hang on, I wrote it down. I don't want to mess this up. It's what is left after a battle, the peace that which remains, it's a rem- like a remainder. Yeah. A remaining and, piece. And you yeah. know what's so crazy is that like back in August or even July when we were talking about starting this podcast, it was July. Um, I heard piece of authenticity, but spelled it like a piece of something. Not like, oh, I have so much peace, but a piece. And I was like, I didn't really know why. Like I was like, oh, maybe we just share authentic things piece by piece. But I really believe it's meant for the remnant because the remnant is in fact just a piece of something. Um And through that, like I kept hearing the word sanctification, the remnant has gone through sanctification process and is still always open to the pruning, the sanctification, the uh, consecration, um, repentance. Um, A lot of people that um, are, you know, say they're Christians, I'll just say that, go to church. 
they want to hear the good stuff like your blessing is just around the corner if you follow steps one two and three yeah. and if you give this amount of money give a thousand dollars you get two thousand back 30 day guarantee um no that's not that's not the deal like jesus said you have to die to yourself to follow me i don't mm. think turning in a thousand dollars you get two thousand is dying to yourself at all i don't think waiting in line um, for a blessing and not being told like, hey, are you living a life that's holy? Are you living a life to where, you know, you're sanctified because you repent to the Lord and you want him more than anything? Um, if, if you're just in a church where it's all about the blessings and all about the favor and all about the finances, I would get out because that that's detrimental to the kingdom of God. That's det detrimental to what God is doing on the earth right now and what God has been doing on the earth like since mm -hmm. day one. <laughs> well, and I even heard the other day, I was watching some videos on YouTube and some of the major pastors that are out there are literally telling people to go and find a church that fits what you're looking for. And, <sighs> you know, unfortunately... If you're looking for financial blessing, then you can find a church that's teaching a lot on financial blessing and teaching a lot on, on the, well, there's a covering over this church that we, you know, we just produce, we just produce entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Well, um, I don't think that that is a thing that is locked into a building. It is a thing that God grants each person the ability to start a business and favor and blessing and, and all these other things that follow it. It doesn't have anything to do with what you're looking for because oftentimes if you're if you're following those things because of the financial aspect of it, then your heart was never on Christ in the first place. And and I was talking to one of my friends today and I just said all of us start out as being selfish. We we come to Christ because of the simple fact he has something that we need. It's, it's not something you first recognize that you have sin. You first recognize your sinful nature and you come to Christ with repentance, right? That's the only way to be reborn. The only way to be saved mm -hmm. is recognizing that you have sin. Then you come to Christ because in your selfish nature, you're, I don't want to go to hell, right? So Does anyone? Right. And so, <laughs> or, or you're saying, I want to be free from what's holding me in bondage. So you start this journey with Christ in a very selfish nature. But as you get closer to Christ, it becomes less about what you can get and the blessing from it. And then it just turns into, I just want to be near him. Mm -hmm. I just want to be near him. And so when, if you've been in a church for any amount of time and you're still looking at the financial aspects of it and you're saying, well, I tithe and I give because I want protection over my money and everything. Well, then where's your faith at in general? Because you should give. Absolutely, you should give. Jesus talks about giving a lot. And, and we should be generous givers as followers of Jesus. Because one thing that I refuse to do on this podcast, I'm, I'm just going to stop referring to the term Christian. Because it's such a wide term. I'm, I'm going to start referring to it. And, and those of you that are following on this podcast... I'm just going to say, we're going to start calling it followers of Christ. Mm -hmm. Simple. I mean, technically that's what a Christian is, but I don't like the term because the term's um, kind of been I called ruined. myself a Christian when I didn't even care anything about the Lord whatsoever. It was on my dog tags when I was in the military. Um, I say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Um, no, I wasn't. Um, 
But anyway, so. <laughs> but anyway. Really so here we're we're on this journey, right? And and all of us start following Christ in that selfish nature, but somewhere along the way, it becomes less about you and becomes more about mm. Him. So. I would say that if you're still in that stage where, you know, you can be real with yourself and you can be, be realistic about the way that you think, if it's still you're following Christ because of something that you can get out of it instead of just being next to and serving at the pleasure of the King, um, then your focus is all wrong. And I would even say it's probably time to reevaluate where you stand with Christ because if you're coming in it as only what you can get out of it, well, if if you only go to church because that's just what you're supposed to do and you don't want to end up in hell, yeah. um, I'm, I'm thinking of a very distinct verse right now in Scripture where Jesus himself says, my sheep know my voice. And also in John, it talks about being connected to the vine. And so connection means relationship. So if you're literally sitting here going, well, I go to church because that's just what you're supposed to do. That's the way I was raised. Um, It's so much more than that. And that's what we want to start focusing. Everything that we bring onto this podcast wants to be about diving deeper. It's It's not the spiritual milk. We want to get into the meat. We want, we want to make disciples. We want people to be challenged when they, when they listen to this podcast. I, I want you to literally sit there and think in the back of your mind, where do I stand with the Lord? Mm-hmm. And not in a condemnation type way. Like I'm not sitting here pointing fingers saying, you know, you sinners come, come, you know, evaluate your lives all the time. But I, I think that in a very real sense, Every day, the reason why Jesus says that we have to die daily is because of the simple fact that we have to reevaluate and we have to put down the flesh every day to stay on the narrow road. And we can't continue on the wide path and still look. And, you know, you might be sitting here thinking like, well, you know, you and Jordan are taking this, you know, you're taking this way too serious. I heard we heard a message about this last night. (laughs) He said, well, you're taking it way too serious. Well, I I think that eternity is serious. Mm -hmm. And I think that the people that we love and the people that we care about, I want them on the, on the narrow road with us where they're constantly in a place where I want to be connected to the King. I want to be connected, not just, not just going to church and, and not just giving, not just doing a kind act of service every now and again. I want to be at a place where every day Holy Spirit can come and say, Aubrey, I need you to do this yeah. today, and I'm going to follow and through. And there's no question about it. It's, Absolutely. I'm doing this. And um, that same thing Aubrey's talking about, the what we watched, a teaching from Body Vacham, that is a good Bible teacher. Um, we were listening to him, and you know, Aubrey brought up the narrow road. Well, that road in America is seems to be incredibly wide, but it's not. And he literally talks about how thousands, he might have said millions, but I'll say thousands and thousands of Christians will be going to hell because of, um, I actually, when I was six years old, I watched a production called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. (laughs) And when you're a six-year-old, you don't want to see the devil come out and take people to hell. So at the end... When they had their altar call, guess who was running down there? Um, actually, I was hiding under the pew, but I heard them for the altar call, so I ran faster than anybody. 
And I was not saved that day when I was six years old. I was manipulated to believe, I don't want to go to hell. Oh my gosh, I got to get this ticket into heaven. It's not a ticket into heaven. It's not like, if this happened to you, if you were manipulated out of fear, go back to Jesus and talk to him because the whole point of salvation, it's not just a ticket into heaven. Like it's going to get me emotional because it's getting to know Jesus. Like there's, there's so many people that have used him like and abused him like literally a half off ticket to get to heaven and that's not what it is like like if you knew jesus then you would lament and you would repent for what you know you've done and this isn't like oh feel bad but it's like know how holy god is and know exactly what he did for you by sacrificing his son and jesus dying it was his decision to die for you i know we hear it all the time so it gets numb like yeah jesus Mm -hmm. died for my sins jesus died for my sins i get it i get it do you get it do you get what jesus did for you because if you really got what jesus did for you you would never live life the way you have before you would be a student a constant student you wouldn't get offended by everybody's facebook posts you would know who jesus is and you would know your identity in christ and you would be open to pruning. You'd be open to sanctification. You'd be open to consecration. You'd be open to repentance every single day. Pride wouldn't get in the way. Selfishness wouldn't get in the way. And I'm talking to myself, no, I have not made it. Every single day the Lord brings up something new that I have got to repent for. Selfishness, pride, you name it. I've dealt with it this week. And something about the remnant that I've realized is that the remnant is not like this perfect piece that came out and we made it through y'all. Oh my gosh, we love Jesus so much. We do love Jesus, but we, we haven't made it. The remnant is a people that time and time again, lay their idols at the feet of Jesus, lay their pride at the feet of Jesus, lay their selfishness at the feet of Jesus. We'll give it up. But we have to realize that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't just go one day a week and then go take a break and come. But he, it's a constant thing. That's why it says in the word in Ephesians to every day put on the full armor of Christ because we are in a battle. We are literally in a battle for taking territory in the kingdom of God every single day. And we have to be intentional. We can't coast you can't coast anymore. You can't do autopilot. You can't let your pastor have the relationship with Jesus and you just ride on his shirt tit. Shirt tail? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Coat tail. Coat tail. Every yeah. single Sunday. You've got to be in the word every day because that's what we were talking about last week with Shanda, the illiteracy of the church. So many people don't know the Bible. So many yeah. Christians don't know the Bible. We've got to get in the word of God. We've got to know the truth. Well, and I think I think it's safe to say over the last year, there, there's been a lot of things that I would have went to bat for. I would have went down with the ship believing that the Bible said certain things based off of what I was taught. Yeah. And then diving back into scripture now over the last year, I'm sitting there going, man, that's taken way out of context. And here's the thing. We, we all know, right, when Jesus was in the desert and he was fasting and he was for 40 days, the enemy came to tempt him, right? And let's not forget that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. So so God's going to take you into some rough areas and he's going to stretch you and he's going to test you. But Jesus was tempted by the enemy, the Bible tells us, and the enemy used the word of God. He used scripture. Yes. And here's what I want to be very clear on. We have to know 
just because you heard your pastor say something or you heard somebody else, another Bible teacher say something, you don't just take their word for it. You know, I remember whenever I was a kid at church and and my dad was the pastor, I was forced to take a Bible and a notebook to church with me. Now, I never went and followed up and looked to see if, you know, my dad was ever telling the truth. I hope he was. I mean, Lord. Um, But (laughs) but here's the thing. People don't even, they're not, you're not even taking notes in church anymore to even, you're just literally listening to a, a human being that is just as flawed as you are, that has the same ability to misinterpret scripture like you do. And you're taking their word. Oh, well, they studied this week to prepare for this message. So they know what they're talking about. The Bible doesn't say, listen to your pastor's sermons so that he can show himself approved. It says each one of us study to show yourself approved. It says that we have to know the word so that when false teachers come, so that when antichrist type spirits come in, we have to know how to battle. And that word battle, maybe you don't like friction. Maybe you don't like to fight. That's not up for you to decide when you become a Christian. Okay, let me rephrase that. When you become a follower of Christ, you are signing up to open conflict. Okay, it says the Bible tells us many times that we will fall into conflict because we are a follower of Jesus. But here's the thing. A lot of people like to quote that scripture. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. but against spirits, principalities, the darkness of this world, right? That word wrestle is not like an arm wrestle that's just, you know, over in five minutes. It's not going, oh, hey, you got me that time. I'm going to get you next time. Tap out. That, that word wrestle is literally conflict. It's fighting. We, we see the image of Jacob wrestling with the angel, mm-hmm. and the Bible says it happened all night, and he refused to give up and even broke his hip or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. we, we all know the story. So, yeah. It's it's a it's a battle. It's it's a nonstop. The enemy is out to take you out, and just like Jesus tempted in the desert, the enemy waited until the end of his forty days to come in. Yeah, because the enemy knows when you're going to be at your weakest, yes. and that's when he's going to come in and attack. And your pastor's Sunday sermons what little bit you remember from the Sunday sermon is not going to hold you through when the enemy comes to attack you and take out your marriage and take out your family and the principalities that are coming that are trying to take you out. It's not going to be able to sustain you. That one hour, hour and a half that you spend in church on Sunday morning, the only time that your Bible gets open during the week is not going to sustain you when the enemy comes. The Lord's Prayer and you can take it after this, but the Lord's Prayer, right, says deliver us from evil, or some translations say deliver us from the evil one. That says when you pray. Mm-hmm. And and the Bible tells us that we're supposed to pray without ceasing, right? <laughs> so so this is every day. This is nonstop. When temptations come, when things come to take you out because they will, because the enemy hates you, he wants to take you out. He wants to get you off the narrow road and put you back on the wide road where everybody else is going. And he'll use things in the world. He'll use people. He'll use anything that he can to get you off. But what Jesus is saying, pray always without ceasing. The Bible tells us that. And what Jesus is saying is when you pray, deliver us from the evil one. So I'm always supposed to be in constant defense of asking the Holy Spirit to deliver me from the evil one. Mm -hmm. And the Sunday sermon alone 
is not going to be enough to sustain you when the events in life come to wipe you out. And even you talking about Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Um, so the enemy came at him with scripture and Jesus counterattacked with scripture more with accurately truth. put because the enemy will take like, like I've seen a lot of um, even I'll say, you know, Christians in the church take pieces of scripture. Like it's checks mix. Like I like the pretzel part. So I'm going to take the happy parts where Jesus said that I'm blessed and I'm favored and, but not that I'm going to die to myself. Cause I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. And the pruning. Um, so yeah. And what the enemy, he, he, he just, he does the same thing. He takes out the scriptures and he manipulates them, but he places them in front of you. And if you didn't know scripture, if you don't know the word of God, you don't have a counterattack. Jesus was 30 years old. He had been in the word of God. He had been spending time with God. He'd been praying without ceasing, I'm sure, every single day. I mean, he was 14 years old teaching the teachers <laughs> in the temple, and they were blown away. But the thing is, he'd been in it, mm -hmm. and he was prepared, and he was ready on the, the end of his 40 days without food. He had nothing for 40 days, and the enemy came when he was tired. He was physically tired, but spiritually, mentally, he was in because he'd been with the father and he'd been, yeah. he'd been, um, eating that, that manna from the word. He'd been, you know, spending time with the father and he was prepared. Something Jesus said, he was praying to the father before, um, he was arrested in Gethsemane. He said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. Hmm. You've got to be in the word of God. It's okay. If it means gibberish to you, when you open it, you pray over it and you get in the word and you read and you read and you read. Like if it's just one verse, okay, read it again and again and again and again. You've got to get into the word. I remember when it was an act of God, if I read the Bible once a week, like I remember that and I was not living the life I needed to live. It's not like, that's the thing though. It's not like I was in any blatant sin, but I wasn't walking with the Lord. There's so many, that's something else that Vadi Bakum said in that um, sermon we were listening to whenever he was talking about so many Christians that will actually be going to hell. He's like, there are people that waited to have sex till marriage in hell. Okay, there's these things. There's people that have never cussed. They're in hell because they never drank alcohol. They didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. They got manipulated as a five year old and ran up to the front. And so they had that in the back of their head because the pastor said, Welcome to the family of God. You're now going to heaven. And that was a promise that they put right here. But they didn't lean on the Lord to ask that question. That broke my heart. Like I was literally trying not to just bawl last night because I thought about all those people that have been turned the wrong way. And a lot of the time, those pastors don't know what they're doing. They were taught that. They were taught, you know, you close your eyes, bow your head. Okay, lift your hands if if you want to accept Jesus. If you don't want to go to hell, repeat these two sentences after me. Okay, you're saved. Yay. Nobody even knows you made the decision except for the pastor yeah. because everyone's eyes were shut and eyes, you know. And, and the thing is, like, you have got, we've got to stand up. We've got to be bold because there's some crazy stuff going on right now. Like, even the fact that, you know, June is LBGTQ plus, right? Is that what it is? Is there something else? I don't know, but... It's okay if they call you hateful. It's okay if they call you a bigot. Is that what they, what are they? Yeah. The, the word of God is plain and simple. Mm -hmm. And so if you're confronted or if you feel led by the Lord, not your flesh to post just because it was the first of June, you know, to be like, gay people suck, you know, like 
the Lord will lead you. But if some don't back down, that's something else we were listening to. There's so many people that back down on the truth of God because they didn't want to be called names. Yeah. That's not love. That's not love for people because the truth, the truth will set you free. It says in the word of God, the truth will set you free. So why do we keep truth from people that are so hungry for the truth? It doesn't matter if like it does, you know, a, I was listening to him today, uh, body, and he said, a fruit of the spirit, like, it's not like fear your neighbor and be nice no matter what. <laughs> like, that's not a fruit of the spirit. It's, it's just, we gotta, we gotta realize where we're at and we gotta realize, are we standing up for the truth of God's word? Are we standing mm. up for the gospel? Are we standing up for Jesus? Cause that's what it's all about. And so <sighs> that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I just believe that we are coming, we are coming to a monumental moment, at least in our generation, if not in, in this, in this time where what you stand on matters and not that you attack anybody, like what you were saying a second ago, you don't attack anybody based off of the sin that they're struggling with, but you do take on that principality. You take on that spirit. You, you truth in love. We're supposed to walk in love, but we're, we're supposed to tell the truth in love as well. So it's not like you're walking around pointing fingers at everybody saying, well, you got you, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> but it's, it's saying, Lord, give me the ability to minister to this. But I, I think that too many times we, we think that prayer is useless, I guess, because we don't, we don't pray for the things that we want to see happen. We're sitting here going, okay, what can I do? I'm really bad about this. Like, okay, what can I do? Jump into action to get stuff done. When maybe the Lord is literally just saying, if you will go into the secret place for your family member that is bound up in sin, if you will go to the secret place for your family member that's struggling with principalities and you will be in that secret place and you'll meet with me, then we can move mountains. I mean, obviously we can't, but Holy Spirit through us, <laughs> yeah. right? We'll, we'll move mountains. And it's because in the secret place, you can't take credit for anything that happens. And, uh, and, and then here's, cause here's what I've seen also is like people, you know, amazing thing will happen. And then somebody will immediately jump. Oh yeah, man, I was praying for that to happen. And so it's like, we want credit for it. But really, I think that we're coming to a place of where you're talking about sanctification to be set apart for a sacred purpose Maybe your sacred purpose is only to be a prayer warrior and maybe you're only behind the scenes. You're never in front of people. and But maybe God's going to use your prayers in the secret place to move mountains. Mm -hmm. is, is that good enough? I, I think that basically what it all comes down to is when we, when we look back at the things that we do on Peace of Authenticity podcast, I want to be able to say, this is the assignment that the Lord gave us. And we were just this certain body part. You know, some might think that we're the backside, but, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but literally I, I want to, if, if we are all the body of Christ, then we all have different assignments and we can't be, we, you can't be in the world and we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. You can't, 
play both sides of the fence. Sometimes you have to take a stand and it's not against people, but it's against those principalities and those powers. And it is a fight. So if you're somebody that's sitting here going, well, I don't like conflict. I don't like confrontation. Well, then you probably wouldn't like Jesus that much (laughs) because Jesus, Jesus Jesus fashioned a whip (laughs) and took it into the temple where people were being taken advantage of and just, and whipped those people flipped over tables and, and just completely, and he didn't mix his words either. He said exactly what he was feeling as he was chasing people out of the temple. I don't know, but I just feel like Jesus was more of a warrior. And we have to stop thinking that Jesus was this pushover that just loves everyone. This and just girly man. Kinda. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he, he did say, if somebody strikes you in the cheek, turn the other cheek. But that does not mean that we let... The, the principalities of the yeah. world dictate how we act, dictate how we pray, and dictate how we move. Because we are looking for the remnant in this podcast, the people that are saying, I'm not going to move until the Holy Spirit tells me to move. And once he tells me there's to move, nothing there's nothing that's going to stop me. Yeah. Oh, Aubrey, that's so good. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited for this because... There was also like a question that we asked ourselves with where we're at, what are we looking for in a podcast? I know that might sound ridiculous because you think that that would be something that we thought of from the beginning, but we just thought of, we, we need some truth spoken and it's going to be really good. Yeah. But now that like, this is, this is like, um, it's, it's a challenge. It's a, it's a calling forth the remnant to step up and truly be the remnant that God has called them to be, to be be the ones that will be standing when everything else has fallen to be the ones that whenever the Lord shakes the earth, will still be standing because we're standing on a firm foundation and that's Jesus Christ. So no matter what happens, no matter if something comes and just takes over everything and ruins the whole world, that doesn't mess with us. Mm-hmm. Not because we're superhuman. It's because of who we serve. That's yeah. it. There ain't nothing special about us. And I found such a freedom in that, that there's nothing special about me. It's yeah. just Jesus through me. That's the beauty of it. So, uh, oh, well, Jesus. and here, here's the, here's the last of it. And I think that, you know, we'll, we'll bring this episode to a close. I think we've kind of gotten there. When we started on this journey, we had all these hopes of grandeur about what God was going to do in our lives. And, and I used to have a different picture of what successful Christianity looked like. And now I've gotten to a place of, I don't know what a successful follower of Christ looks like. I just know that it requires radical obedience and it requires submission from me. And it requires Aubrey to be less so that Jesus can become more. And so I, I even said this in our in our group the other night. It's like, so where where do you stand? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And guess what? There's a lot of peace that comes with that. What what are you what are you gonna what are you guys looking for? What are you pushing toward? I'm just pushing to be as close to Jesus as I possibly can. I want to be connected to the vine. And so that way anywhere I go, everywhere I go, I can be activated at any moment to do exactly what Holy Spirit's called me to do without hesitation, without sitting here thinking in the back of my mind, oh, well, what are they going to think about me if I make this super spiritual or anything like that? I just want to be at the, I just want to serve at the pleasure of the King. And that requires me to become less. And so 
a lot of people have these five-year plans and they have everything set out and it's like, well, I, I have to have numbers to defend my success. I don't look at things like that anymore. I look at, am I closer with Jesus today than I was yesterday? And if that answer is yes, then I'm on the right track. If that answer is no, then I need to recalibrate. Mm -hmm. I got to restructure because I can't afford to be further away from Christ. This world is too nuts. You guys know everything that's going on. There's, it's, I cannot afford to be further away from Christ. Let him draw me in as deep calls unto deep. Let me get away in the secret place and just press in and say, Lord, maybe you're sitting here thinking, well, what's this remnant you keep talking about? It's I'm talking about, I want this podcast to be for people that refuse to go any, any day without going, Lord, bring me closer to you. Draw me closer. Because I think it's important to understand that God is always right there. Jesus is always right there. The, the Holy Spirit is always, the Bible says where two or more gather, he's there in the midst. Like we don't have to like invite him. It says he's already there. He's there. And so we acknowledge him and we press in and we say, use us, move us, do whatever you want to do because I refuse to be in the driver's seat because I am serving at the pleasure of the king. And I think it's also important that a lot of the Bible translations talk about Paul. And it says, greetings from Paul, bondservant or slave of Jesus Christ, which means my life is not my own. So I am in full surrender. He is not only my savior who rescued me from the person that I was, from the flesh that I carry, from the sin that was holding me down. He's also my Lord that instructs me on a daily basis on how to go, where to move, and who to talk to. And, oh, that's so good. I was just thinking about Paul and just like, he went mm. through a lot of junk, <laughs> like in his ministry, but I just keep, like he said, Paul, I'm alive in Christ. Like he was so fulfilled with while, Jesus with while in prison. Yeah, like this dude got bit by a snake, just threw it in the fire, and once I mean, he had a crazy life. Yeah, and into America, it would have looked like the worst life ever. But he was made whole in Christ, mm. and so um, there's That's something the I want to say here at the end is that if 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 everything that we've said, you're like, wow, like this is this is so my heart, like they're speaking, my like my spirit is just connecting with theirs. The Lord has been putting dreams on your heart. He's even been showing you visions. Uh, pay attention to your like actual dreams when you're sleeping. Um, things that He tells you. Write all these things down because His remit, He's preparing for an acceleration. And he, so he's giving you bits and pieces and he's showing you certain things. Don't think of it as random weird things. Write it down. Make it plain. Write it. Mm -hmm. Because every single thing the Lord has told you is intentional and it's it's going to accelerate very, very soon. So we're just excited for this. We're excited for what God's doing and we just ask you to join us on this. Yeah. And we always say join in on the conversation. And now I want to say like, say your peace. Because we are the peace. We are Get the that, that word play? Peace. 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 Not, yeah, not this kind. No peace. Like, this is good. Just a peace, like a remnant. Just peace. a peace left over. Just peace. Yeah, so say your peace. But listen, as always, we're, we're thankful to everybody that tunes in. Um, if you want to subscribe to our channel, we wouldn't hate that. <laughs> if you want to... Give your give us your piece on social media, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, whatever. We wouldn't hate that either. Listen, here's the thing. If you want to be on this journey with us, let's go. If you want prayer for anything, 
Let's go. Yes, if you please. if you want God to use you, if you want to get to a place where you're saying, I'm in full surrender, that's where I try to be every day. Do am I always there? No. Because we still fight flesh. Yeah. We still fight flesh. And so there are lots of times where I'll wake up in the morning and it's like, Man, I don't wanna I don't wanna read another chapter of the Bible. Like I just wanna watch T V and do something mind numbing. Well, that's why you need a community of people yeah. around you that are going to challenge you to to grow and to press in because some of the best times that I've had with the Lord come from times where I was literally sitting there going, I, I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But listen, thank you for joining us this week. Next week, it's going to be awesome. We have we have Kinsey Taylor yes. that's going to come on the podcast with us. She's one of our us. favorite people ever. She's awesome. Here's the thing. She doesn't know this yet. <laughs> Uh, well, what? unless if she listens to this, but she probably thinks that she's going to come on and talk about, you know, eating natural and like, and you know, she's, she's really one of those all natural docs. I mean, she, she's amazing. She's amazing. And, but what I'm going to just hit her with a, what's the Lord putting on your heart and see how she plays it. She's going to kill it. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's just going to wake up and kill it. She's awesome. But you don't want to miss that. Kenzie Taylor is amazing. Servant of the Lord. Um, but we will see you next week right here. Same, same time, same place. Bye guys. Love you. Bye. Okay. I need a.